So this segment is what is freedom? Is it real? The minute you exit the womb of your mother, you have no cognitive abilities. You then rapidly grow into a child. You start to develop those things. But you really don't have freedom as a child. And then you grow up to be a teenager. You still, you're given a little bit more discretion to go out and hang out with your friends. But you still have to answer to your parents. Even somewhat to society. They don't want you out past a certain time, right? You're not allowed to smoke or drink until you're 21 now. You hit 21, you finally can smoke and drink. But you still have to have a driver's license. You still have to have insurance. You still have to pay your your mortgage or your car payment. You have to pay for gas. What is freedom when there are limitations to freedom? You can do this, but only if you have this. And that's the premise of this discussion. Is that the people on the fringe right of anarchy, they believe wholeheartedly that freedom is attainable and that it's palatable. But with freedom comes a tremendous amount of instability in society. It doesn't work. Okay. You have a lot of mob rule mentality in that case. Because we as a species are very flawed. We laugh at jokes when everybody else laughs at jokes. But if it was just us in the moment hearing it or seeing it, maybe we don't laugh. We tend to act in a mob-like mentality when we see things. Same thing with social media. Fake outrage is notorious because of that got to be like everybody else so what is freedom when there are laws that control how you do things you cannot tear down the american dream and the system because it does not benefit certain people we can retool it and revamp it and make it to where it's more fair Just like when you play a sport and they decide that you can't grab the other player's face mask. That's a 15-yard penalty. That is dangerous. We don't get rid of football because of that. How silly is that? We make the game safer so the people playing the game don't risk themselves at the hands of somebody who does something incorrectly. Freedom, just like democracy, just like capitalism and socialism and communism and industrialism and colonialism, they all have a spectrum. From fringe to moderate to conservative. And some are more dangerous than others. 
But it's the factions within the ideology that are dangerous. Not the ideology itself, but the factions. It's really difficult to get behind Black Lives Matter when it's a faction and not an ideology. The ideology we can support, but we cannot support the faction. Just like the Tea Party. You can support the ideology, but you don't support the people. There will always be groups within certain groups that are dangerous. And our liberties and our civil liberties are provided given that we have conversation and dialogue and not burn things down. For the first time in Minneapolis, there was complete and total freedom in the streets. After George Floyd died, people stormed the streets, burned and looted, pillaged, murdered, injured other citizens. That's what total freedom looks like without order, without law. Dun dun. When you have a moment to truly weigh what society looks like without those two things, freedom is a scary, scary philosophy that is predicated on the whims of the lust of man and not on its better intention. That's why freedom has to be represented amongst all colors and creeds. Disenfranchisement cannot occur in order for it to fully succeed at the, as the largest construct that we have in this country. We have a little socialism, we have a little communism, we have a little capitalism, we have a little imperialism, we have a little bit of, but we have a lot of freedom. We don't have it all, but we have enough of it. How much are you really, really willing to fight for here? Do you really want total anarchy? Because we, we have seen what mob rule looks like, and we've seen what anarchy looks like. Both are fringe left and right ideologies. Both are very dangerous. Don't you want to be right and be told you're right and be free to be right? To be right, correct, is an ideology. And for thousands of years, good people were murdered because they did the right thing. And freedom was absolute. Albert Einstein would not exist under total freedom. The Manhattan Project, the nuclear bomb, Elon Musk even, would not survive under complete and total freedom. Freedom as a construct has limitations in order for society to succeed. We cannot allow ourselves to get fog-headed by what the news or social media tells us. We just have to understand that not everything is absolute. 
Not everything is right and not everything is wrong. The vilifying every single person on this planet and putting them in a bucket is exactly how freedom gets corroded and how communism grows or communist ideologies grow. Because we ask our government to add more law and order. And within that law and order, we dampen what's left of freedom. There is a relationship between those two that make it thrive. And it's a healthy balance. So as I leave you with that, I just want you to think about that. What is freedom? Is it worth having absolute? My answer is no. Because I like going to bed at night and having my doors locked and not needing to have a gun under my pillow. I might have one under my pillow for those of you trying to mess with me, but you know what I'm saying. Total anarchy and total freedom, total mob rule, are all incredibly dangerous. And it is imperative that we stop putting each other in buckets and colors and races and creeds and shut the hell up and come together and understand that the system, it does weigh towards certain people. We can fix that, just like a face mask rule. You don't want to stop watching football because of a face mask rule, right? You want to fix it. That's what we got to do here. We have to make it safer for everyone. So I have three things on this planet I absolutely can't stand. And these next three segments are going to be devoted toward each one. But instead of telling you all three, we're just going to dive into number one. And that is... Patrick Swayze. Now, my mother probably is listening, and I love you. But for all intents and purposes, I need to provide some insight, some backdrop into who I am as a person. What I have become in terms of a man has been built on a foundation of a mother who couldn't control herself on Saturday mornings. As a child, some of the first cognitive functions that I had in my head resulted from watching cartoons on Saturdays on a TV on a shaggy orange carpet at my grandparents' house in Kansas. And my mother was selfish. See, when it came to this, uh, she would turn off said television from me. I was probably three or four, and she would put on Patrick Swayze, a healthy dose of Mr. Patrick Swayze. And she would proceed to grind up on the arm of said couch at my grandparents' house and do very inappropriate things to the couch. I love you, Mom. I'm sorry. You're probably going to tell me to remove that. But you were weird. Let's just put it that way. When it came to Patrick Swayze, you had this beautiful, majestic lion's mane that was the 80s hairdo and this unhealthy fatuation with Mr. Patrick Swayze. And there's music that goes along with this stupid-ass movie. And that movie and that song was seared into said three-year-old brain and I have triggering responses. I've even done hypnotherapy to try to prevent 
me from having these outbreaks. I have left weddings over this song. I have left restaurants over this song. I have left relationships because of this song. Yes, mother, it's your fault because somebody thought it was funny just to keep bringing it up. And I said, you know what? I don't need this in my life. It's over. This is where it ends. With the absolute hatred for Mr. Patrick Swayze. Now, when he died, I felt remorse. I'm not going to lie. I felt a tremendous amount of remorse because uh, he did die and I felt like I wished that upon him. I wish that it wasn't the case, but as a young child and teenager, I wished it upon him that he would just die. And it wasn't just like, oh, I hope he dies. I hoped that he got engulfed by the mass of a thousand suns and was burned to death. Like, I had some pretty psychopathic thoughts about his demise and I felt horrible about it so when he died and he didn't die well folks he died of cancer and he even had a show that he did prior to his death and I think he did it to pay for the chemo treatments god I'm an asshole the point is is that Patrick Swayze's dead and his legacy lives on true as it's whether it's Roadhouse or Ghost or the treacherous dirty dancing movie it lives on and black eyed peas was so gracious enough to do a remake of the song and that made it even worse so with that um what is your thing that you just can't handle i've got three of them we're gonna go over them one by one um because i feel like it's important to just decompress and just let it out and tell everybody how you feel. Well, I still can't handle it. Um, the sound of his voice or his hair. What a provocateur he was. Dangerously toxic to the masculine condition. Every woman on this planet that is over the age of 50 should be ashamed of themselves. You should. Because my mother wasn't the only one who did it. The grinding of couches was not just exclusive to my mother. Every mother saw Patrick Swayze as a god. And it is disgusting that you would subject your kid to such pornography. Or softcore. It really, it's really up to you. What's palatable to you? Does it make it better if I say it's softcore? Because it's creepy stuff. Okay. On to the next. For my next segment, I want to talk briefly about Coke and Pepsi. Now, if you're not from the United States and you're listening to this podcast, you're probably thinking to yourself, Soft drinks, soda, that's so American. We're putting artificial sweeteners into our systems and giving ourselves obesity. Yeah, you're right. We're all fat. Um, <clears throat> but all that being said, um, pop, soda pop, is one of the greatest inventions. It's got carbonation, so it's got some form of texture on the tongue. 
It's got flavor. It's got all those requirements to satisfy the palate. Which is why it drives me insane that Pepsi even exists. Like, Coke... Okay, for the sake of all things holy, there have been so many videos about Coke doing some pretty insane things. Like cleaning rust off of parts or dissolving things. It's kind of scary when you think about the clean, cleaning power that that soft drink has. But if you get yourself one of those old Mexican Cokes in the glass bottles and you drink out of it, it's one of the greatest things you're ever going to have in your life there's natural sugar in it it tastes good super carbonated and that's the thing that coke does so well is it's like so well carbonated it's one of the keys to coke being good is the carbonation but it's not like seltzer water ryan why don't you drink pierre water well pierre water tastes like a battery i i absolutely hate seltzer water and for people who drink white claws I saw one of my good friends who I was in the military with drinking a White Claw the other day. What is going on with men today? Like, when did men just not get the memo that White Claws aren't even remotely on the radar? I'm trying to stay thin, Ryan. I'm not like you. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Drinking a White Claw as a man in the 21st century is like drinking a Zima in the 90s. It's like a it's like a criminal offense for drinking such a thing. But back to my point, Pepsi is the the most disgusting thing ever, and everything that Pepsi makes outside of Mountain Dew is trash. I've had people tell me Diet Pepsi tastes better than Diet Coke. No, nah, huh, no. Nothing Pepsi tastes good. I loved the when I was in, I was in Vegas when I was like fourteen, and they had this Coke versus Pepsi challenge near the arcade, and it was right next to I believe the M and M factory, and it wasn't even a factory; it was an M and M store, and they blindfold you and they would have you taste a Coke and they'd have you taste a Pepsi, like you couldn't tell the difference between ass in what appears to be a, an amazing beverage you could tell the difference the Pepsi Coke challenge what a joke and then somewhere along the line Pepsi just gave up on trying to compete with Coke so now they got into food they got into all the fast food chains because they know it was so challenging trying to defeat the mighty Coca-Cola Corporation that they bought KFC and they bought A&W which wasn't theirs by the way and they bought uh, Long John Silver's and all those other restaurants just so they could dump their shit on you and force you to drink that piss it's the most disgusting thing ever and I have friends that say to me Ryan you're losing your mind. You're losing your mind. This is not an argument. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Why are you talking about Coke versus Pepsi? Because I'm trying to get your mind off things. That's why. But, to my point, anybody who drinks Pepsi is a terrorist. 
and you're supporting terrorist nefarious activities, and you should be charged with treason. Doesn't matter where you live, it's just a treasonous activity. Pepsi, who has that palate? I mean, it's just diabetes. Coke is diabetes with flavor. But Pepsi, disgusting. And the arrogance that they have with their logo. Like, is that a yin-yang? What is that? Supposed to make you peppy? What's up with the name? At least Coca-Cola was named after a guy. Is Pepsi named after a guy? Never met a Pepsi before. Guess I, I guess I've never met a Coke either. Kind of weird if you think about it. It's one of those names that just doesn't show up very often. Coke. Hey, did you hang out with Dan Coke lately? Or Steve Pepsi? Some of those... I don't know if that's named after a person, actually. That's a weird name. Anyways, I digress. The point is, of this whole entire thing, is that Pepsi is a terrorist organization that just created a nasty, nefarious drink that I can't get behind and anytime I go to a restaurant I ask do you have coke or pepsi and if they say we have pepsi I'm like I'll have a water I'm petty I'm petty like I blame the waitress it's not her fault it's not her fault at all but I blame the waitress like this was your life decision like you decided hey I'm going to apply to be a waitress at this restaurant knowing damn well they have pepsi products that's gonna affect your tip lady I'm sorry I'm an asshole Pepsi's that gross. If you don't even give me the option to have Coke, I might not even get a Coke. I might, or a Diet Coke. I might just very well get a water. But I need the option, man. I need the option to say, hey, I want a Coke. Like right now, on top of my fridge in my garage, I have a case of Coca-Cola. Why do I have that? That's it's, And it's not just like a little case. It's 32 cans. Like I'm, I'm over the top, like everything. Why do I have that much Coca-Cola? Because I have to have it on me. That's why. Is a Jack and Coke, a bourbon and Coke, a rum and Coke. Damn, you're having a bad day? Have a Coke. Oh, wait a second. Pepsi and Coke? No. Pepsi and rum? Pepsi and vodka? Pepsi and bourbon? Pepsi and all the Jack Daniels? No, it all tastes like shit with Pepsi. That's why. That's why they start with Coke. Did Coke? trademark those drinks that would be a brilliant idea but you go to a bar like one of those run down bars that always have the best chicken wings they always have pepsi because they're assholes they know you they got you by the balls with the wings so they 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 skim a little off the top with the with the soft drinks so when you ask for a rum and coke they don't even tell you it's pepsi is they is give you it and you drink it and you feel like you were just betrayed by a human like you were just like, that person just lied to you. You just want to walk out. I'm sorry, but Pepsi, if I ever become president, you can quote me. I'm going to do everything I can to eliminate Pepsi from every governmental thing possible. Because they don't deserve to exist. Because they, they're nefariously living out their existence, creating this disgusting beverage... Just go with Mountain Dew. Change Pepsi to Mountain Dew. I love Mountain Dew. I can do Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew Code Red. Oh my God. So good. 
And they make, do they make Orange Crush? I don't know. Orange Crush is good. But Pepsi itself, like that's the best you could do. Like that was your A game. Royal Cola is better. Royal Cola is like notoriously better. They have different kinds of soft drinks, by the way, that mimic a basic baseline for soft drinks. It's nothing fancy. It's just their version of the drink, of a Coke. And guess what? They're all fairly good, except for Pepsi. Like, Pepsi exists because Coke exists. Nobody would buy a freaking case of Pepsi if it wasn't on sale. Like, you buy Pepsi when your family comes from out of town and you want to save $4. You say, you know what? I don't, I love you, but I don't love you that much. I don't love you enough. Like, my own grandfather, when family comes to visit, puts cases of Coca-Cola under the bed and subjects the rest of us to the nasty stuff in the laundry room because it, it all's gross. He would gladly serve us Pepsi. Gladly. Because it'd save him like three bucks. And he would put it on his little balance sheet at the end of the month and he would see that as a tax exemption. Like that's how my family rolls. Pepsi is disgusting. Anybody that likes it, unfollow me. I'm serious. I'm dead serious right now. Like that and and. Patrick Swayze, if you like both of those together, we can't be friends. We just can't. It's mathematically impossible for us to have anything else in common. Now, you tell me what your favorite is. I'm curious. I like tea, Ryan. Oh, get out of here. Tea. What's up with tea, anyway? It's a leaf and water. A leaf! And they have different kinds. Like I was watching Bear Grylls. He's in the middle of the wild. And he's got this pine tree. And he takes the needles and he puts them in a pot with water. With snow. Better better even. And he boils the snow into water, obviously. And he creates this pine tea. Just because you take a plant and put it in water and boil it. And make a drink out of it that doesn't taste just like water. Uh, doesn't make it tea, asshole. It just makes it water with that in it. Like if I put shit in water and boil it, does that make it tea? I think we're overusing the word tea here. Tea is exclusive to tea leaves. Amen. Amen. Oh, Ryan... I don't like tea. I don't like caffeinated drinks. Well, good for you. But you don't like caffeine. Caffeine's a drug. It's absolutely horrible. I'm sorry. I just don't care. I love caffeine. In America, that's why we're all dying at at 79. It's because we love caffeine. It is injected into our veins every morning. I only drink water. Good for you, hero asshole that guy i swear to god there's always that person at work who's always bragging about they always have that gallon jug or for those of you in england or europe three liter jug 
of water and they have marks on it and they they yeah i've tried drinking a gallon of water for a week after i got kidney stones let me tell you something most painful thing i ever did my bladder didn't know what to do everybody's like oh your kidneys will thank you your liver will thank you your body will thank you i felt swollen i felt like the state puff marshmallow man like have you ever stretched out a muscle too far. That's how I felt like I what I did with my bladder. It was painful. My ureter just hurt. No, you cannot. Drinking a gallon of water is stupid. Ryan, you need to drink 96 ounces of water a day. What? Do you? I drink 96 ounces of fluid a day. Plus... Whatever that is from a math from a mathematical standpoint, water. I probably drink probably forty ounces of water a day. I'm sorry, I'm I'm a failure. I I, I don't I like water enough. Anyways, that was my Pepsi Coke rant. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time. My last attempt at fake fury is the rendition of ketchup on hot dogs. And more importantly, what kind of ketchup you use. Because if I just go down the rabbit hole of hot dogs and putting condiments on them, it's going to be like a two-minute segment. We don't want that. You guys enjoy my voice, right? So we're going to be very brief yet very direct. First of all, if you're going to use ketchup, it has to be Heinz ketchup. I'm not showing favoritism from a geographical region. I'm just being honest with you. Every other ketchup, whether it's Hunz or the generic brand from a grocer, it's criminal to have anything other than Heinz. It's not because you're trying to support the company. It's because their ketchup is the baseline configuration for all things ketchup. Why would you do, your, do that to yourself? Go and buy Huns. By the way, Huns. Oddly sounds like Heinz. Nobody's nobody's questioning that. I mean, it's not like Pepsi went and decided to call itself um, Toke or Choke. For goodness sake, Huns is trying to confuse people with their shitty ketchup. And yes, Huns is shitty ketchup. Dear Patrick Mahomes, if you're going to put ketchup on said steak, make sure it's Heinz. And who puts ketchup on steak? That's a criminal act, folks. That animal, that majestic like animal, that cow that gave his life for your substance, sustenance. You're going to put ketchup on its corpse? You're going to put a vinegar tomato base viscotic substance on its hindquarters. You should be ashamed of yourself. Okay, you want to put on a hamburger. Okay, I get it. That's not the best part of the cow. But why a steak? Who does that? And lastly, ketchup on hot dogs. You know, I've been all over the world, at least parts of it. Middle East, Europe, United States, South America, 
somewhat. And I have to say, of my adventures, uh, I've never seen anybody put ketchup on a hot dog like an American does. It's an atrocity. The idea that you could just put this sweet vinaigrette substance on a cased hot dog that really only needs mustard and onion and maybe chili and just a scotia cheese. You don't need to go overboard on any of those ingredients. It's a hot dog. The ketchup makes it sweet. It's like turning hot dogs into candy. It's disgusting. Absolutely criminal. In fact, I just don't understand for the life of me who thought of that. I mean, if you think about it, the hot dog is probably the only part of the animal that deservingly gets ketchup. There are pork chops. You don't put ketchup on pork chops. You don't put it on bacon. You don't put it on pork steaks. Yet somehow the hot dog, the almighty hot dog, gets ketchup. It was a kid that did it. It was a four-year-old kid that wouldn't eat his freaking hot dog. So his mom said, what if we put ketchup on it? For the longest time, my kid wouldn't eat dinner without having ketchup on her plate. I think ketchup is a wonderful tool for certain foods, but it can't be a staple for all things. And if you disagree, that's fine. But there is a place for ketchup. It's on hamburgers. It's on fries. It's on a few other things. But other than that, it's... It's like the nuclear bomb. We used it a few times. But we don't use it for everything to get our point, right? You don't put ketchup on everything. Don't do not do that. It's disrespectful to the hot dog. I'm not saying that the hot dog deserves much respect, but still. It's a piece of Americana. Don't dumb it down by adding a sweet tomato substance on it. 